welcome back to the great and terrible AHS. We are here doing Murder House Season 1, and we are on Episode 7, Open House, where finally people are going to get inside of the house, something that has <laughs> never happened before. They're finally going to have to let people into the house. Larry's going to get inside. Constance is finally going to get inside the house. This is <laughs> unprecedented. And with me for this unprecedented event is Slow Beef and hey. Shadow Lovely. How's it going, gang? Okay. Wow. It's okay. <laughs> to talk about the show, so not great, but you know. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this episode is... There, man. <laughs> so nobody looked in the attic. We should just get to it. We should just get to it because there are so many dumb moments in this. Like there is something that is the most. How would no one have found out of all time? And I'm so mad. I'm preemptively. You're gonna have to tell me what movie they stole this from because this is definitely something from a movie because it makes no goddamn sense otherwise. If it's it, what uh, I think you're it, referring to, then it's like four different movies. It's like a cliche, okay. yeah. I think if I know yeah. what you're talking about, yeah. I think even The Simpsons word, like, word, did word. it, yeah. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, well, yeah. I guess we kick it off by um, setting the stage, which um, they do this weird thing in this flashback. It's a flashback of Murder House like it always is, but they don't give like the year until like two minutes into the scene. So it's unclear whether the time changes or whether this all takes place in 1994. It feels weird that this takes place in 1994 because this... that's allegedly when Tate shot up the school, mm-hmm. yeah, I think. No. You know, you're right. It is. And like, it just, a lot of this timeline doesn't really work for me, but you know, for many reasons, but you know, we don't have to go with them all right now. But yeah, it does. I'm <laughs> shocked because, yeah, because uh, as you point out, right, like Larry is hanging out with Constance and then she's saying Beauregard is being taken away from parental negligence, right? And yeah, like Larry and Constance are a thing now, but. But Constance and the husband with like who she killed with Moira, you know, were a thing. And Larry was a thing with. Uh, have we gotten there yet? Actually, like, have we gotten to Larry's family? Well, we know that he had someone else, right? Like, whatever. So yeah. kind of, I guess. I, I okay. So I think here's the thing: is that it's 1994, and later in the spoiler alert, later in the episode, we find out that um, Larry was with Constance while he was also married. Um, but okay. if Tate did the school shooting in 1994, that means that like she must have moved out of the house immediately, and Larry must have moved in immediately, and he immediately like started dating Constance. This just feels too like a conflation by the um by the show writers of Constance and Moira as like the seductress, which is something for what it's worth. I've been trying to grapple with since the beginning of just like, wait, which one is this archetype? And like kind of both, but kind of neither at the <laughs> same time. Um, it's really confused. And Constance's character will continue to be more confused as this episode goes on, which is, again, very unfortunate because she's almost certainly the best actor yeah. involved. <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah. I would say maybe her weakest episode, but that is strictly the writing to blame for it, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah, this this is like the assassination of... Con- Again, a character that I don't like the character, but her writing has been at least interesting up to this point, yeah. and the delivery of the character has been good enough to carry it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Um, one thing that is a common theme of this episode is most of our main cast, aside from maybe like two or three characters, are now completely new characters with new traits and characteristics that have not been mentioned in the prior six episodes. Um, it's like <laughs> the season turned over halfway through and they decided that half of their cast were now new people. Um, who have totally different personalities and motivations. Um, for example... <laughs> they also want to make sure any characters <laughs> that you maybe currently like or will meet in the near future that you also maybe like will be more hateful than ever before. There is a <laughs> confusing uptick of slurs in this episode. Yeah, like, a like a lot. lot. Like there's a like lot. a lot of slurs, a lot of homophobia, a lot of xenophobia, a lot of racism. It's it's a weird and, fucking spike game. And, like, and we weren't we weren't at like zero to begin with either. You know what I mean? Like everybody yeah, knows. This is a yeah. multiplicative type situation where we went from like one slur every three episodes to like twelve in one episode it's very bizarre yeah uh so for example the first um character that is a completely new character is larry who saying that he is down horrendous for constance is an understatement um my man is um down atrocious uh, and apparently he always has been though he has not mentioned constance one time up until this point no um <laughs> yeah, has never mentioned it. Um, even though he's been near her and around her and around the house, he is down horrendous. But right yeah, neither now, of them have had like major reactions to each other being around or anything. Which, if they were, perhaps I don't know, involved in a murder together, <laughs> they would probably like at least when they saw each other go, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like yeah. at the least. <laughs> uh, speaking of a murder, um, like Slowbeef mentioned earlier, um, Constance mentions um, somebody named Beauregard, who, again, has not been mentioned in the first six episodes of this show, um, and is like, yeah, they're taking my boy away from me um, because of negligence. Uh, do it like we discussed. And it's they don't clarify what that means, but what that translates to is Larry goes upstairs and um, finds a little fella up in the attic who's chained to the attic who is ripped straight out of the hills have eyes um like one-to-one -one rip off of the, the oh, okay. people from the hills yeah, have eyes one, yep. this this is what it was by the way ah. is it is this character who um spoilers uh will later still be there in the present day um just no one has ever known no one's ever noticed no one's ever caught no one saw anything no one saw any of the Related well, thing. It's fine. So Beauregard's up there. Why would you yeah? ever go to the attic of your house, right? And find like a gimp suit or anything in the attic and then not yeah, see something else that's that? there like a person. I, I don't and know. also later in this episode, um, Beauregard gets the attention of another character by rolling a ball around. I guess he just decided he didn't like doing that until this episode. <laughs> um, he's decided that this is the episode where he's going to start rolling the ball around again. Ninja Beauregard. Uh, I'll never be seen or heard until I'm ready to play ball. Yeah, until I'm ready. Until I'm ready to do it. Um, yeah, and Larry just goes upstairs and is like, hey, little fella, uh, quotes him some Shakespeare, I think, uh, and then suffocates him with a pillow, um, which means that that's what Constance was referring to, which means in the short turnaround time between Tate doing a school shooting, uh, which happens in May, I believe, according to the plaque from the last episode, um, so not like early in the year or anything, but during the same year, in the latter half of the year, uh, Larry moves into this house, um, 
with his family, falls for Constance, who I guess moved across the street, and then sometime in that short amount of time that they were dating, made a weird murder pact that one, if if Constance ever said the word, um, Larry would go murder uh, her son in the attic. Um, and he does. And th- that's the end of the opening. Um, <laughs> uh, what's going on? Who can say? Who Which, can hey, even this begin is really gross, by the way. Just um, mm-hmm. having a, you know, a, a child with, you know, some form of disability or something and deciding like, oh, I love them. But then as soon as they're going to be in the public, now they're an embarrassment for me. So I would rather kill them. Disgusting. And that's Constance. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a reminder. <laughs> they want us to like sympathize with this character uh-huh. ever. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, yeah. They, and they do like a weird, they do a weird <laughs> thing because like it's definitely plausible that that's how we're supposed to read it but at the same time it's kind of like implied that like if i can't have my kid no one can like it's really weird like it's a weird like yeah 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 no that's like a more charitable interpretation which is also um psychopath shit (laughs) like i would rather kill my child than have my child leave the house is also not (laughs) i mean the other like third even more charitable to the writer's uh interpretation is that at this point somehow constance knows that the house is a ghost house i guess at that point if tate had done the school shooting she would know because Tate would be there um, and that she wants him to be a ghost there. Maybe. But like we have to we have to do a lot of heavy lifting like, to figure that out. I, I feel like I need a little bit of like consent from the people being turned into <laughs> ghosts. Yeah. I feel like that's what's missing here because like if they're trying to present it as Constance performing this great mercy or whatever. um, I don't know. It seems like everybody who's been involved with it has explicitly said no fucking thanks. Um, Like, (laughs) for example, Addie, when she had a medium reach out to Addie's spirit and Addie went, thank fuck I wasn't a ghost at your stupid house. (laughs) (laughs) Eat shit, mom. I hate you. And so do all. So does the dead. (laughs) I hate your dumb ghost plot, mom. It stinks. (laughs) I give up eternity to avoid like everlasting life for that. Yeah. But another thing that's like confusing is like, I mean, I, I do believe if I remember correctly, they address it later, but like, Constance's husband also died there, and we haven't seen him. No. Um, he's and like, like I, I, yeah. he's not like a character I want to see more of. Just to be clear, there's also like there needs to be like some kind of scientific method here, like not literally, but like Constance has to have seen this happen like a couple of times before she goes yeah. like, oh, if you die here, you know what I mean? Like that's not like a one-time thing where you're like. You know, like, I get it now. I can totally control Ghost House and make everyone live here forever. You know what I mean? Like, this has to... Yeah, I... Uh. The, uh, the other thing that, like, it, it's hard to, like, pinpoint it to a certain episode. It's just kind of a general complaint I have. Is um, with all the previous owners of the house, um, with maybe the exception of Larry. Because Larry's like, ooh, the house makes you do bad things. Like, you feel a presence there. Um None of the previous owners appear to have had into, like any interactions with any entities or any ghosts before they end up dying, um, which is odd because the ghosts in the house appear to like randomly show themselves to people. For example, um, what's his name in the last episode who was doing piggy piggy? Uh, the the nurse ghost is like, what's up? Well, he was doing that. Like the ghost and like Infantata frequently shows itself. So like. 
it's weird that none of the other people who come into the house ever come came into contact with ghosts prior to the Harmons or Constance, I guess. But who's to say whether Constance knew about ghosts before Tate? Um, <laughs> it's just a weird, like, it's a lot to suspend disbelief that, like, the Harmons are the first family in this long family history of people being menaced in this house that have actually seen a ghost. It's just very bizarre. Um, but don't worry about it too much. Uh, now we're back at the hospital, a place where we will have many scenes this episode, and all of them are boring. So, yeah. So we start off, yeah, like uh, Vivian's with the Abjin, and she's like, uh, does the baby have hooves? Like, it, you know, she says it kind of jokingly, but it's like a reference to, you know, of course, like that weirdo nurse and whatever. So, you know, um, they're like, no, but you are having twins. What? You know? Um, and yeah, like, like you say here, it's funny, the church lady hasn't mentioned that or anything, you know, with her whole Mark of the Beast thing, or what she saw when she passed out, but twins, hooves, you know, ultrasounds grainy, I guess, tough to say, <laughs> except it's not, um, so there's that. Now, now, now let's meet a new character, let's meet a new character. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Don't worry, the time from this man being introduced to this man slinging slurs is under 30 seconds, so you don't gotta <laughs> like him for long. <laughs> to be um, fair, you wouldn't they, have either way. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so they go back to the house, and uh, Marcy, who was the realtor uh, we have interacted with previously, uh, is showing the house to a man named Joe Eskandarian. Um, they are both... Being very homophobic to the previous owners after Marcy brings up that the house was lovingly repaired and like refurbished and everything like just really a beautiful job and restoration done. And so they feel the need to respond to this with slurs. Thanks. Yeah. It was like low grade. They had like low grade homophobia before with like I thought, you know, gay people were good at interior decorating, etc. And all that crap. And this is out and out like slurs. Yeah, it's weird. You know, because this show yeah. wasn't made that long ago. You know what I mean? Where or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Joe continues the tour and then walks into the kitchen and sees uh, Moira in in young mode. <laughs> Sir, going young mode. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> he just straight up says, "Yo, does uh, does she come with the house?" And um, Vivian <laughs> just walks in and just is like. Oh, yeah, she does. She's been uh, working at the house for, like, ages and ages. Yeah, why? What's up? <laughs> like, again, like, the impossibility of that is the hottest woman I have ever seen in my life, <laughs> followed by, um, oh, you know, nothing. Not, oh, I'm not saying nothing weird. Like, how would you not have some form of why is this random real estate mogul, like, getting so into my maid? It just... <laughs> Uh, the the whole conceit of Moira is just so dumb as soon as two people are in the room at the same time. And, you know, like, you don't have to be, like, um, you know, you don't have to be, like, that savvy a business person, too, to know, like, if there's, like, some really hot, like, lady and stuff, and you're, like, about to make a big transaction for money, and someone's like, and yeah, she comes with it, like, that's actually not a good sign. You know, that's almost like, well, wait, what's wrong with this house or this deal that they have to try to do? You know what I mean? Like, that's odd. Like, you don't spend that much. Whatever, I guess. He, he's stupid. So then Joe's like, yeah. So then Joe's like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll buy it. And we'll just like, we'll put in a pool and everything. It'll be great. And it's like, but we'll have to dig up that gazebo. And this makes Moira um, immediately pop off yeah. because her whole thing is she needs to get her bones discovered. 
and that will set her free because her only regret is that no one saw her bones i guess he, he wants out of murder house which to be fair we all do so I yeah, and, yeah we all and also do. she wants constance to be charged for her murder which yeah. feels like right. um That's they never fully establish why well i mean i guess it's because no one knows moira's a ghost but like they don't establish why moira can't just be like hey i'm a ghost and also right? um, constance killed me <laughs> like yeah. feels like that's a really easy thing to be like hey, hey hey uh real quick um i'm a ghost um just don't worry about it um also uh if you dig in the backyard you'll see my bones uh, there's a body buried back here you know i don't even have to mention the ghost part i just want to tell everyone who got yeah. there's a body buried back here and you should call the cops and do something about it at least get some interest going Sorry, anyway. Yeah. They're, they're very unclear as to why uh, Moira's I not allowed to do it. I can only solve my murder via sucking dick. It's the <laughs> only way I can do it. Ah, <laughs> uh, the, the everyone is always I've dealing with known. this. <laughs> Moira, fellatio <laughs> detective. Here we go. God. You might think I'm kidding. Bad news, idiot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's time for the Moira Gluck Gluck, Gluck so Murders much episode dick in this one. Episode. Sorry. Oh, my God. Glizzy Goblin uh, Detectives, Episode <laughs> 1, Season 1. Yeah, uh, so um, are, are you guys ready for the most unhinged scene that's happened in um, at least this episode, um, but maybe the show? Uh, because later, um, Marcy, the real estate agent, and Vivian are like arguing about Vivian telling people about the murder house murders. Um, and they hear some noise in the kitchen. By the way, there's an open house happening. That's not ever clear uh, until just now. <laughs> um, and they go into the kitchen, see who it is. And it's Larry rummaging around in the snacks. Um, Marcy immediately freaks the fuck out about him being there, I guess, because he's a burn victim. Um, and when I say freaks out, I mean, she's like, you got to get the fuck out of here. And he's like, this is an open house. Yeah. And you're open for two more hours. I'm looking for a house. And she's like, what if I had a gun, actually? <laughs> uh, and everyone's like, oh, um, why do you have a gun? And then she's racist for no reason <laughs> out of literally nowhere um, as her, like, reasoning for having a gun. And, um, <laughs> yeah, like wacky racist, too, where she's like, you know, Nothing that, like, um, I think she uses, like, a term, like, those minorities would like to do, then, like, have their way with me. I think she even says something, like, oh, like close to that, which... Yeah. But, like, She's like, minorities would love to have their way with me right here on this island. And I'm like, what a fucked up weird reason for you to carry a gun, Marcy. You, like, but, like, how have you not done an open house before? You know, like, you're a realtor. This is a thing. Like, what? You know. Sorry, go ahead. And I believe the exact verbiage was something along the lines of, like, um, inner city folk. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, very thinly, 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 thinly veiled. Um, I'm talking about black people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You're and, right. Um, I forgot about that. In case we've never said it and you're not watching along, um, Larry's white. So, like, this doesn't have anything to do with that. Um... <laughs> And Larry, um, like most people would probably respond, is like, cool, 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 cool. I'll be sure to mention that to my lawyer when I sue the shit out of you um, for violating the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, and then that's and then she's like, ah, oh, my bad. And puts the gun away. Never explains why she pulled a gun on him in the first place. Um, I guess because he's a burn victim. 
um, which is a very bizarre reason to pull a gun on someone. He seems um, fairly uh, non-threatening, if anything. Um, He's weird because he's Larry, but I wouldn't pull a gun on Larry, not on first impulse, uh, just for being Larry. He's a little fella. Uh, And then they just go on to show the house to Larry like nothing happened. Um, And like Marcy didn't just pull a gun on him for absolutely no reason. (laughs) He gets real excited about the fireplace, though, which I think would be a little bit weird. Like if I was showing the house to someone who clearly had a lot of burns and he got like, weirdly horny for the fireplace um that would maybe make me that would be a red flag maybe uh why (laughs) (laughs) he's like "Ooh, can i turn on he literally is like a little gremlin he's like can i turn on the fireplace and vivian's like i guess so um go for it and he's like "Ooh, goody 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 and then he (laughs) turns on the fireplace and he's all excited like he he what a good fireplace like literally beavis but yeah (laughs) yeah and we're going to find out later in the episode this really doesn't make any sense because he lied about being the guy who burned down the house. So this all gets very confusing at the end of the episode. Uh, don't worry about it too much. The scene's over. Um, <laughs> then we get... It's been too many episodes since someone jerked off. Um, now it's Vivian's turn to jerk off uh, in in her own special way. She puts on some sexy music and some candles and then she starts vibing, if you know what I mean. I do. Um, well, thinking, <laughs> well, thinking simultaneously about I do about because Luke. I've seen it a few times this this season, actually. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's fine. yeah. Um, simultaneously fantasizes about Luke, Ben, and the Rubber Man, and it's very conflicting <laughs> for her. Um, and she has to she has to stop mid session. Um, what does this scene? do you might be asking what information is given to us the viewers nothing this is actually no, why no, it was and ben get, get along le- sorry god legitimately very confusing at first because like at first it was just like oh she's cheating on ben nice keep it up finally <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then, finally uh, and then it just keeps going and then it's ben and i was like oh she's fantasizing about the guard but she's actually sleeping with Ben and then it just cuts to her like rubber man and her in distress and I'm like <laughs> I have lost the lead on this scene <laughs> good news Ty not just you <laughs> like, yeah okay great I'm glad to see that that wasn't just me who was like I'm unclear who's having sex <laughs> <laughs> jokes on you it was nobody Sh- jokes was on you so were the writers jokes on all of yeah. us really <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was just Vivian, um, you know, um, playing Donkey Kong with the bongos, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> I do. That's this, a good scene- one, <laughs> this, this scene is over. Don't worry. Nothing gets established here. Um, this exhibit is closed. Get, anyway. Yeah. We get another scene of Violet upstairs self-harming again for some reason. Um, and and then comes Tate, who is now also a brand new character. Um and he's like, no, don't do that. I'm a little sod. I'm a little like s- sad little fella. I'm a little soft boy. Don't do that. Let me lick the blood off your wrist because I'm a fucking weirdo, um, which I feel like can't be sanitary. Um, and he's like, you have to promise me not to do that anymore. Um, he's also weirdly damp um, all the time now. Uh, I don't know yeah. why he's always damp, but he's always damp now. I, I legitimately think it was like the the costume designer being like oh shit 
We need to make him look more sad now that we've revealed he's an irredeemable school shooter. Yeah. Let's uh, put let's put some extra water on him. Let's, let's make him look like he just boy. got in from the rain. Yeah, yeah. Humidify that boy. Make him humidify look sad and soft. Boy. Humidify that poor that poor disturbed fella. Uh, and when I say he's like a soft boy i mean like literally like he's a whole like he went from being a weird little gremlin jonker edgelord who's like are you scared yet are you scared yet violet um who yeah, like antagonizes like, ben to being like i'm so soft and sad like it made sense before like of what his character was like he was a little shithead it was believable and then yeah just all of a sudden um after halloween he was like hmm no, I'm actually like a very caring, gentle soul now, which, yeah, there, there's no there was no inciting incident for this pivot, I think, is the problem. <laughs> yeah, and this is and what's wild is based on what Constance has been like dropping breadcrumbs about for the last two episodes. Um, it seems like this Tate is the Tate that has supposed to have been the Tate for like the whole series. Um, but then they were like damn it, I really want to put a school shooting in this. And then, like, rewrote his character for the beginning six episodes and made him, like, a weird little edgelord who would be believable for a Twisted Nerve school shooting, like, sequence. Um, And then they're like, all right, that's over. We can go back to what we had planned, which is that he's a weird, soft little guy who um, would never hurt anybody and is very confused about being a ghost Um, (laughs) and is always wet for some reason. One of the things that they do in the show a lot is like, because another thing they did was like a sort of spin off the show that the Ryan Goss, I can't think of their names right now, uh, Ryan Murphy and whatever, Brian Falchuk, mm-hmm. uh, American Crime Story, the OJ Simpson, and then another American Crime Story season about Versace. So I feel like part of them wants to do these real life like things that happen. So like, yeah, that's where you get these stupid things, like these stupid things they do where it's like, let's have Columbine, but not really. You know what I mean? So we can mm-hmm. kind of do it American Horror Story. You know what I mean? So. Or, like, all the ones in cult. Like, yeah, they yeah, want exactly. to be able to do a reenactment, but they know that either, A, doing a whole, like, seri- series right. or season would probably be in bad taste, or not that they care, they, or, yeah. or B, right. there wouldn't be a lot of interest in it. Exactly, yeah. it's in bad taste. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, uh, sorry, I just wanted- I, I think that is probably exactly it. Um, but- and then that's the end of their interaction. Um Ben and Vivian decide to have like a family dinner because Ben's not allowed to stay there. Remember, um, with Violet because they're worried because she's acting real depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Violet like does the moody teenager thing of like excusing herself from the table, like I don't want to talk about it. I'm fine. I'm not going to kill myself. Don't worry. Um, and then she- I didn't even bother writing down what she says because then she starts talking like a 35 year old lawyer instead of a 16 year old angsty teenager. Um. And like, then fucks off. <laughs> yeah, sure. it is like one step from, and that girl's name was Albert Einstein. Yeah. Like, it's really, it's really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Vivian um, recaps to Ben after Violet leaves. Recaps to Ben that a couple people came to look at the house and might be interested in buying. She describes Larry, which not she doesn't like say his name because I don't know that Vivian knows his name. Um, but she describes Larry in a way that Ben immediately clocks that it's Larry um, had come by. Um, And then she starts a very confusing thread of this uh, episode, which is that she says she's going to go on the murder tour again um, with Marcy the next day um, instead because she wants to know all of the things that happened at the house. Um, Googling this feels or round searching or whatever the fuck they call it in American Horror Story. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
feels infinitely easier than taking the same tour that she's already taken before. Oh my god, um, Liz, have you been like actually like googling things and not going on tours for your information? <laughs> oh, what a the noob! Same tour over and over again. You know, tours which are notorious for giving new and different information each time you take them. They definitely don't have scripts they follow where they give the exact same information every time. Also, you can't just tell someone it was on a tour. They have to experience it themselves, especially if they're a realtor you don't like. What is this (laughs) show? Anyway. um, Maybe this is just punishment for Marcy being weirdly racist and also homophobic. So, So this next scene has... Perhaps the stupidest foreshadowing in the history of television. I disagree. Um, Just to put it on the record, I disagree. I think it's great. Joe comes back to the house and uh, Moira answers the door because Viv isn't there. Um, Show, you know, she's like showing him around the house, but it's very obvious that he's just like one more blowed job, please. Yeah. Uh, And uh, mentions that, uh, you know, she wants the pool and he's like, oh yeah, I'll do the pool for sure. Oh yeah. And And then she like, in a weird, weird, confused, tortured series of sentences, they get around to her saying, like, I'm going to gnaw on that dick, which is, like, not how anyone talks about a blowjob. And he just goes, okay, no teeth, which, again, like, I, how old do you think this woman is? Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> my, the thing that, you know, too, like, is it, it gets mentioned earlier that he's Persian and like, and then she says something like, I've always wondered if it was true what they say about Persians. And he's like, I'm not Persian. I'm Armenian. And it's like just this weird, odd racism thing that gets thrown in for like no reason that I can figure, you know, where it's like, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Then they will mention that he's Armenian no less than like a dozen times. And then Constance will still call him the wrong nationality at the end of the episode right yeah. it is wild but it is like one of those like what is what was the purpose of this whole thing like of that like we gotta you and, know like and yeah so he gets he gets the beach and as he's walking out uh, of the of the house uh, ben runs into him. Ben, who should not be in the house, runs into um, Joe, who also should not be in the house, and Moira, who honestly would probably be better off not inside the house. And they run into each other, and Ben goes, hey, why are you in my house? Get the fuck out of here. And he goes, I'm the guy who's going to buy the house. And then Ben goes, sorry, sir. Have a nice day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Moira walks off, Although- <clears throat> and uh, when the men are alone, Ben goes, oh, okay, you're going you're gonna to buy this whole thing? And he goes, yeah, but between you and me, it's just for the land. Like, I'm just going to demolish this and put up a bunch of, like, affordable housing units and stuff, which, sure, I guess. I, that's, like, different zoning, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that you could have, like, condos or apartments in a, neighbor, a residential neighborhood like that. Like, no. that seems odd. No, you can't. You would need to buy like an entire block's worth of buildings and then get the zoning changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is very bizarre. Um, but he's just going to do it. He's just going to put a big old slab of concrete on top of everybody, including Moira's bones. Um, so Moira is madder than she has ever been in her life because um, she has once again been deceived about her bones, I guess. <laughs> People are always doing this to Moira, always lying to her about her bones. It's quite rude of everybody, if you ask me. Honestly, someone should just tell Moira about... Moira should just tell people about her bones directly, but... (laughs) 
neither here nor there. That's the entirety I, of the scene. Oh you get to gosh. see Joe get a blowjob. He loves no, it. What's you up? You could just combine it. Just be like, listen, I will suck you off if you go find the body that's buried <laughs> yeah. in your backyard. Yeah. Like, just get a few. Yeah. I mean, whatever, right? Like, Oh, man. Yeah, like straight <laughs> up. Everybody like, wins. If, yeah, if young Moira's actress came up to me and gave me that deal, I'd be like, do you have the shovel or should I go get one first? I'd plant the body <laughs> if I didn't find one. Jeez, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, do you have a shovel or should I, like, go, should I hit up Home Depot real quick? Because, like, yes. <laughs> Oh my god. So then we cut to um Ben who has become a different and weirder and worse character somehow. <laughs> I know, right? Um, and Harmon. Because Still, yeah. Larry uh we're at Larry's apartment somehow. <laughs> um Larry walks in and turns the light on and uh fucking Ben is sitting in his chair trying to smoke a cigarette and look hard. And <laughs> so instead bad. it's just like what are you doing? You're the guy who went to a therapy session where you were supposed to give therapy and started crying. <laughs> who's this hard-boiled noir guy? You can't do that, too, to someone who saw you crying, jerking off in the window. You know what I no. mean? Like, you know, there's no world. So, yeah, um, Larry just asks, like, hey, how did you get in here? And then Ben goes, huh, not so fun when people start showing up in your house at random, is it? Anyway... $20 buys you a lot in this part of the town. And Larry's like, oh, okay, I guess. And then Ben's like, I know you just want a thousand dollars. That's what it is. You want a thousand. <laughs> and Larry's just like, all right, you made the trip out here. I'm just going to drop all the pretense. I want the house, Ben. I want the fucking house, Ben. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing that's confusing is because now Larry is feral for having the house. And like, up until now, Larry has been feral for the $1,000. He's never once mentioned, like, Ben, you really got to get out of that house, Ben. Ben, you got to really get... Like, he mentioned that, like, once. And now he's just like, Ben, I could really use that $1,000, Ben. Like, it, it's yeah. very... um A really and weird he, turn. He mentions he was trying to scare them out of the house, but that doesn't really work because he also, like, killed Ben's mistress and helped bury her so that they wouldn't be like fat like i don't understand why he decided to try and add stability if his goal <laughs> was, yeah. do you think they're trying to imply that the thousand dollars was like to get the down payment for the house no <laughs> like do you think that's what larry wanted the thousand dollars for no, um that's not enough no, even then, even in that time that wasn't only, enough for a down payment it would only also help you if like people found out about um oh i forgot her name hayden you know what i mean like it doesn't help yeah. it doesn't behoove you getting a house to help the current owner out of a beat a murder charge or adding another ghost to the house because at that point i think we're supposed to like understand completely that larry knows about the ghosts and how to make them larry doesn't seem um, to on top of anything lately but no you're right yeah like that's supposed he's to like, be yeah making this man's mistress a ghost at this house is a great way to get him out of there i think it's gonna be great i think it'll be perfect um nothing there's no flaws in this plan um also can i have one thousand dollars please i would really like one thousand i think the one thousand dollars was just for fun i think larry was just throwing that in for like flavor text yeah that's the thing like larry is like so oh my god sorry yeah I was just going to say, so we flash back to um, the reason Larry wants the house is because Constance was forced to leave the house and live next door. 
and Larry then moved in with Larry's family, Larry fell madly in love with Constance, who also seemed to be into it. Um, and then Larry was unfaithful to his wife and was willing to tell. I don't think we tell, or I don't think we get the direct, like, I, I am leaving you because I love another woman here, but maybe we did. Oh, no, he straight up says it. We get a scene where he's talking to his wife. This is wife, where he does straight up Lorraine, say it. Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember if that was later in the episode or not. Um, but yeah, no, he just straight up tells his wife, like, I'm leaving you. I fell in love with another woman, et cetera, et cetera. Which, yeah, as you've noted here, um, that was the one thing he said he was better about than Ben. He was like, yeah, I murdered my family, but I didn't cheat on my wife. Um, <laughs> well, it turns out. Yep. He explicitly cheated on his wife, <laughs> and he didn't murder his family. So, like, <laughs> he's just a liar up and down. Um, yeah, and so he uh, it, it tells his wife over dinner, like, yep, I'm leaving you for another woman. I don't love you anymore. Yes, okay, bye-bye. Yeah, like. yeah, and then th- finds... Uh, hears like smoke coming from upstairs or something, runs up there, the door is hot, goes, oh, no, opens the door, and... The wife had decided to burn herself and the two daughters alive, I presume, is what we're supposed to imply. Right. And we're also supposed um, to presume that him touching the doorknob and putting his face near the door is what has left him her- like horrifically burned <laughs> over half of his I body, think- which is not how that works. Yeah, I was guessing they were trying to imply that he like dove in to try and save his daughters or whatever. Mm. But like, it- again, if they don't show that, and Larry's only been a weird guy who hits people with shovels up to this point. I don't know if we're supposed to imply that he had a moment of heroism, right? Like, it doesn't quite work. Um, but yeah, uh, so they tell, Larry tells Ben all of this and Ben goes, okay, I don't care. <laughs> and then walks out and goes, leave me alone or I will come back here and make your life harder. And then uh, Larry goes, what, man? And Ben just closes the door and goes, game over. <laughs> it's like, oh, it is, uh, they, that's a, that They literally ripped off. That is the last scene of the movie Saw. The first Saw movie is Jigsaw like looking at the two main or the one main character at this point and going game over whatever his name was and then closing the door one big difference in saw they were playing a game so it's kind of an appropriate comment (laughs) yeah it makes sense in saw um and it's a cool move it's like a cool moment in saw because you're like oh shit what a twist um in this you're like hey ben what the fuck does that mean What does that mean, game over? You're not playing a game. You just showed up at Larry's house. Like, this isn't the end of the game. You're just telling him not to come back again. Like, game over would be, like, killing Larry. Right. Or, like, making sure he never comes back. Like, I don't know, like, getting him arrested or something. We're playing a game with him. There's, like, a lot of ways this could have been a lot better for you, Ben. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, it's... But it's game over. Um, And now we're back at the murder tour. Um, Vivian and Marcy are taking the murder tour again. Um, The same one, in case you're curious. Uh, They're outside of O.J. Simpson's house for some reason. Um, And then the tour guide recognizes Vivian. Um, For some reason, this guy does give new info than he didn't give on the last (laughs) tour, which is, again, not how those kinds of tours work. 
Um, then we get another Montgomery lore flashback where we finally get the conclusion. So we've now gotten the Montgomery lore in its entirety um, from three different episodes from two different characters, which is batshit insane as a plot device. Um, the fact that like the first lore dump was from this tour guide and then the second one was from Tate during a seance. And then the third one was the tour guide who just so happened to pick up exactly where Tate <laughs> left off. Asinine. <laughs> Truly baffling writing. This owns. <laughs> um, it's so good. Like, it makes no sense, but it's great. <laughs> truly baffling plot design. Um, Nora, um, Mrs. Montgomery, is polishing her silver, and Charles comes upstairs and is like, I have incredible news. I have Bill DeBaird, our son. He's upstairs. Check it out. Um, Nora's like, oh, that sounds like something that's real and plausible. Let me go see what you're talking about. Um, and then goes upstairs to find um, Thaddeus, their son, uh, is something. He's a little guy hissing at her from the corner. Um, it doesn't show, but I assume that we are to assume that's Infantata or something yeah, of that variety. I, yeah. um, he's hissing like a little cat or maybe a snake. Who knows? Um Meanwhile, Charles is downstairs huffing some more drugs, mm -hmm. and Nora's like, hey, man, that baby's fucked up. Uh, I tried to nurse him, and he ate my titties. Um, also, I had to stab him to death with a letter opener, and he was real hard to kill. We <laughs> um, didn't go didn't down die. easy. Yeah, it didn't I think, die. I to be clear, like, resisted dying. Not not resisted resisted dying. Like, was in a position to die and was like, I don't think I'm gonna. I don't, I don't think I will. And another thing um, that's weird is he drops, he being Charles, drops in this conversation. He's like, yeah, I built this thing. I built our son with the still beating heart of one of our girls, which I'm assuming is one of the girls who got an abortion there. Right. And I'm like, so you're still doing abortions right now after someone murdered your baby for doing abortions? That seems odd. Well, I mean, at this point, what do you have to lose now, right? Like, it's just like, all right, well, yeah, now you got fair. nothing. Now you can't. Hey, nothing to take away from me here, you know, so. And to be clear, when we say huffing drugs, we mean he has like a full cotton ball face mask, presumably in... um uh chloroform i was thinking ether because that was like a thing but e yeah ether or chloroform either way though um that much of it directly up to your face the way he was breathing it breathing it you wouldn't be able to form a oh, sentence oh but <laughs> like you, you wouldn't know, be able Ty, to form a refute you here because dennis hopper in the movie blue velvet does that to pesticide and they need to copy movies so they're <laughs> ipso facto <laughs> Oh, it was from a movie. Okay, that makes sense. Sorry, my bad. I thought they had a create. You know what? I almost gave him credit for a single original idea. My bad. It was <laughs> I'll, a bad I'll, I'll idea. I'll make sure to keep that in one. But yeah. still an original yeah. one. <laughs> uh, so he huffs it. Um, she's like, hey, the thing upstairs ate my titties. Um, hey, bud, come over here. Bring it in. This Give is, me a little hug. I'm so proud of you. This is ridiculous, too, because basically she's, okay, like, let's, I'll tell you what, let's, let's, the, the scene right, she's basically like, she goes, come here, give me a hug, and he, and, but she says to him, like, you know what, Charles, I never realized you were a genius, like, you did bring our son back, and he's like, that's all I ever want to hear from you, she goes, yeah, you've finally shown me you're a real man, and she opens her arms to, like, hug him, and, he, and then, like, when he's like feeling all proud, he like gets down on his knees and like hugs her belly, like it's like she's his mom mm -hmm. or something. You know what I mean? Like, like what are you doing? Like, what? That's not how you like. Why? You know? But whatever. We're here. That's what's happened. And um, <laughs> and 
then she like pulls out a gun and shoots him in the head and then then puts the gun in her mouth and kills herself. And, and yeah. herself. She shoots both of them. Um and that's why she has the gunshot wound on the back of her head in case it wasn't glaringly obvious. Mm-hmm. Um and that's the only other additional information that um Vivian gets from the tour, which is information she basically already had. Um I don't really know why she took the tour again. Uh, she didn't learn about even one eighth of the other deaths right? that happened at the murder house. <laughs> right? like, there's so many others. The tour guide doesn't even know. <laughs> but remember how I said we were going to spend more time at the hospital? We're back at the hospital. Yes. Um, and this is another um, boring as fuck scene. It's very short, though. It's just her talking uh, to the same doctor. Um, and she's like, when I leave the house, I feel bad. And the doctor's like, Sounds like Damn. that's your body's way of telling you to stay at the house. Yeah. I guess so. Okay, next scene. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's cool. it. Uh, and, well, the good news is we are back at the house, as Vivian should be. Um, but Vivian's not at the house. You know who is I at the house? Feel like, I, I almost feel like the reason they decided to use these Objin scenes were just to be like, see, Vivian has a reason to not be at the house. But- because she's complaining about how she needs to be at the house. Like so, they have so <laughs> yeah. many like reasons, and then they just throw them away. You know, they had like Ben's covering up a murder, maybe. You know, but let's screw that up. So now everyone's, you know what I mean? Like there was just so many like things that that don't make sense anymore, and whatever. It's just constant like tripping over a rakes in terms of writing. You know, like just, you, mm. yeah. But you know who is always um almost like without fail in the house is uh, Constance who doesn't live there. Um, she's in the house and she's looking around for Larry who I guess left her a little note because now he's decided that this is his only goal in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, hey, Stinky, where are you? <laughs> I know you're down here. Um, come come hang out. And Larry like hobbles out of the corner, this dark corner. He's like lurking in for some fucking reason. Um, and she's like, damn, you're really fucked up. Um, also, hey, Larry, I'm like literally fucking an Abercrombie model. Have you seen him? He's hot as shit. Um, <laughs> now what the fuck do you want? Uh, and then <sighs> they don't really establish much in this scene um, other than Larry being like, I want the house. Um, and then kind of giving Constance some information about the house being that was it. That, that is the only purpose of this scene is for Constance to know the house is going to be bought and then demolished for affordable housing mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and this immediately puts Constance into a panic spiral because I guess she would lose Tate if the house was demolished. Mm-hmm. And Beauregard, I guess. Um, she cares about that as now. To, yeah, it's unclear why um, the house being gone would get rid of the ghosts. I, I don't know. This is presuming a lot of ghost knowledge on Constance's part, and I don't know if that's, like, reasonable. Like, I don't know why we're just okay with being like, oh, yeah, Constance knows exactly how the ghost house works. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, she I, just figured it out. I think it's less that she thinks the ghosts are going to go away and more that she's just not going to be able to break in the house anymore because later in the episode... She, like, tells Moira, like, as much as I'd love to see you having to clean up condos for the rest of your life. So she thinks the ghosts are going to stay even when they're... But she does say explicitly, like, but I'll lose my family is the other thing she says. So it's almost like 
the writers forgot and wrote both things. I think to, yeah. yeah. I think to be I think the way I read it, which again is giving credit, is like Constance doesn't know for sure that demolishing the house would get rid of the ghosts, but she's like, it's a safe enough bet that she's worried, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think even if regardless of which one she's worried about, both of those outcomes means that she's not gonna be able to just waltz into a house and see her kids anymore, I guess. Um uh why this is important all of a sudden, who can fucking say? Um, it seems like Constance could maybe just like rent one of the condos if it was that big of a deal. Um, also apparently Thaddeus is still bound to the attic, uh, via chain, even as a ghost, which feels pretty fucked up. Doesn't, um, yeah. every other ghost teleports feels not and real. everything, right? But yeah. yeah, a lot, a lot of them teleport and can just be wherever they want. Thaddeus is still chained up in the attic, uh, but he's decided he wants to play ball and Violet hears this. Um, and goes to the attic to investigate. He has never made noise until this episode. Um, and Violet, who has been in the attic before, by the way, um, goes up to the attic and sees Bo and freaks the fuck out. Um, and Tate instant transmissions behind her. By the way, we forgot to mention earlier in the episode, Tate asks Violet, like, do you believe in ghosts? Uh, and Violet's like, oh, why do you say that? Because he doesn't know that she knows he's a ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, well, I just think there might be ghosts. I think ghosts might be real. Um, and then uh, Tate straight up tells her, like, yeah, don't worry about him. He's a ghost. <laughs> um, that That's a ghost. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, which is really confusing, given that our last scene with Tate, Tate's like, are ghosts real? Local local mycologist asks a friend if they think mushrooms are real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, like, also, again, going back to Tate being a different character, Tate has spent this entire series trying to scare Violet. Um, Violet gets scared by Bo, and Tate's like, stop scaring Violet. She's scared don't do that's that that's my that's my um, job yeah mister that's that's what i do um and i'm like who who is this who is this wet boy who is this damp boy who is suddenly very different mm. and soft and sad um <clears throat> and tate says he's been digging around the attic after his like sessions with her dad which by the way we're supposed to believe tate doesn't know he's a ghost which makes there's literally nothing they could do to explain that because it makes no sense like he knows he can only go out on halloween he knows there's other ghosts in the house like there's no way tate doesn't know he's a ghost yeah that's just not a thing (laughs) does does violet think tate goes to another school or like what like what before (laughs) she knew he was a ghost like what was the predication of that slowly from the future is even going to say like this doesn't work there's no like there's no point to this i won't say there's no point to it but like it just doesn't make any sense it can't have it can't you know yeah they just and the way they choose to explain it is to not explain it and pretend it's not a problem Mm -hmm. um and he's like i sometimes dig around up here uh after my sessions with your dad um, which go really well now for some reason, by the way. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, they're all good friends, <laughs> but whatever. And he's like rooting around and they find some gay porn for some reason, which is coincidentally um, hidden on top of some photos of the Montgomery's. <laughs> you know, the two things you typically store together. <laughs> They'll um, never think to also, look here. Also, their reaction to it is so funny to me it is the most two t- this is like probably the best written two teens trying to impress each other I- they'll ever do which is just 
oh yeah, I found some gay porn in there. And then Violet goes, oh yeah, that's kind of hot. And Tate goes, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just, like, yeah, I love that stuff. I love it. It just reminds me of like seeing two teens on a date trying to talk about all their favorite kinds of aioli, neither of them realizing it's just like they're talking about mayo with garlic in it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And Violet's like weirdly like transfixed on a picture of the Montgomery's, which this this will serve a very specific plot device later at the end of the episode, but otherwise is not explained Surprise to us. Surprise tool for that'll reason. help us later, exactly. Yep. Yep. It's a mystery mouse tool. Um and nothing really happens, um, except for that Violet is in her room, um, looking at the photo again, and then a nurse ghost pops up and is like Hey, what's up? Um, and Violet's like, ah, get out of here. And then she does. Yeah, because cause Tate told her, like, oh, it's just you can see the ghost now because you're awakening. You're coming into this. And I'm like, why is Tate the knower <laughs> of psychic, <laughs> of, like, mediums? Why is it? What? Also, um, everyone can see Tate. Like, literally yeah. Vivian and Ben have both seen Tate from day one. So... But yeah, Tate just explained, he's like, oh, it's your powers waking waking up. So if you need them to go away, just yell, go away, and they will. And um, this works, <laughs> I guess. Um, damn, would be nice for anyone at the Roanoke house to be like, please be gone. And they'd just be like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, all right. Yeah, didn't didn't quite work out as well for them. Um, the nurse does just leave. Um, the nurses are very considerate. Like they, they sometimes just show up. The nurses specifically love to just show up randomly, and usually they're gone within about five to ten seconds. Um, they don't overstay their welcome. They, they they help out. Just show up and leave. They, if you have yeah, a home invader, the nurse is on your side. You know that much. Seven yeah. on your side, but nurses really considerate well, of yeah. them. Speaking of home invaders, <laughs> it's the next scene. Uh, Constance is in Joe's house. Constance, found in many houses other than Constance's <laughs> house. Um, Yeah, she's like really hung up. Uh, like everyone keeps bringing up how he's Armenian. Um, It has no relevance to anything. I don't, I don't know why they felt the need to be like, everyone conflates Persians and Armenians in our universe. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why you felt the need to add that detail, but okay. Um, and then, yeah, they they just go back and forth on the most useless. Um, basically the conversation is somehow Constance is in Joe's house. Joe's like, hey, I'm going to buy that house and demolish it because it's like kind of an old piece of shit and we can make way more money doing something else. And then she's like, oh, you need to respect the old history of this, that and the other, which like, oh, the history of um, murder house. <laughs> no, I don't think I will respect it. Actually, I think I will explicitly explicitly not respect <laughs> the history of murder house. Um, but yeah, she goes on this whole like you have to be you know protective of the history and all this stuff. He basically does like, well, my time is now, lady. Um, and they had Constance be weirdly racist towards Native Americans. And then immediately afterwards, uh, Joe is a huge misogynist piece of shit. So they just like <laughs> wanted to make sure you hate everyone on the screen. They just want to make sure you, the person watching American Horror Story, feels bad in general. Like one of these two people is <laughs> going to make you feel worse. I feel like it's like, yeah, it's just like we don't want them to like sympathize with any character we kill in a horror show, you know, which is like, well, then I don't care. 
And also, it it's like the most boring misogyny too. Like it is absolutely like they looked up the first. They just like Googled misogynist comment and took like the top three posts and were like, "That's what Joe thinks." <laughs> like, ugh. yeah, Joe does the whole "make me a sandwich" to Constance like verbatim, and then that's the ugh. end of the scene. Um, cool, cool, great scene. Thank you, American Horror Story. Um, we've now like, come literally to the- all this scene is is it just. Constance is somehow at Joe's house. Constance <laughs> says, please don't demolish the house. And Joe goes, no, I'm going to demolish the house. It is, it, it, not only does this scene add a million contrivances, it also doesn't move the plot in any direction, forward or backwards. Yeah, because I feel like if knowing Constance and how Constance works, it feels like Constance would have skipped to the next step of this plan, um, first, it's almost like she thought that Joe would be like a cool person she would like for some reason, instead of her immediately being like, no, Joe is an inconvenience to uh, me and the plot, one, so I'm going to eliminate if him. If there's one thing I, Constance, love doing, it's persuading the power of persuasion, you know, like my salesmanship yeah. and charisma on people like this. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but anyway, remember um remember that Ben's a therapist? Well he's doing therapy back at the house again with Tate. Um, because I guess that Ben felt like a weenie for crying at the last session, so he's like, You can have sessions back at the house again, I guess, Tate. Um and Tate, uh, like most of us have noticed, explains to Ben that he's a completely different person now. Um and Ben as we have also come to expect, is a terrible therapist and is like, hey, well, I got you here. Um, is Violet going to kill herself? Uh, like, do we need to be worried about that? Yeah, super cool. And especially because Tate, too, is like, yeah, it might be the therapy. It's probably the medicine, though, honestly. Like, I think I just had some brain chemical problems. And now that they're leveled out, I feel like notably better, which is, if we're being real, the most reasonable thing American yeah, Horror Story but, has ever written. Like, that's 100%. Like, yeah, Gucci. Yes, absolutely. Just like, yeah, you know what? It turns out my brain was just, like, a little weird. And when we, like, got it back in order, like, it, I feel good uh, again. Like that. It, hey, I hate to, it's one of those, like. That's so good. To, it's it, a shame Tate says it. I hate to it. undo, <laughs> you know, like, that, too. But I think also the subtext is supposed to be that it's causing him to have sex problems with Violet and stuff. So that's why he's yeah, really saying yeah. it. But. <sighs> Yeah, and also it's a, like a 50-50 thing because, yes, that's that's good and actually explains mm-hmm. why the character is different. Although he is a ghost, which means that ghosts He's can affect ghost. by medicine. Um, but then the other implication, unfortunately, is that like you can blame school shootings on um, having chemical imbalances only, uh, which isn't Ugh. the case and is a really bad yeah. thing. <laughs> that Yeah, that's kind of the whole like... Because before the, whole the thing implication you run into was... When you have a... A school shooter as like a character you're supposed to sympathize with like if instead Tate was just a very sad teen who decided to take his own life after excessive bullying then this could be a very sympathetic situation you know of just like oh they could have done better if they had received the proper care that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff but instead it's like oh see you could have it's that's why you do a school shooting which yeah like the the Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about it that way. That is extra gross. (laughs) You were right. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the other thing is also, like, we were led to believe, we being the audience, because Tate, again, doesn't know he's a fucking ghost and doesn't know he did a school shooting. Um, Other people have told us that the house is to blame for Tate doing that. Um, 
Which doesn't make any sense, really, um, because both of the other examples we have of the house, quote unquote, making someone do something bad um, has been either because someone was being drugged in their coffee, Ben, or um, was just a fucking lie, Larry. (laughs) So it wasn't the house that did that, um, even though the show wants you to like think that it was. it's it's a lot. Uh, then Tate says, "Yeah, they, they well, it's the problem of they want to have their yep. cake and eat it too with the malevolent forces thing. They want there yeah. to be overarching malevolent forces that explain everything and are just like, well, if there's any holes, the malevolent forces did it. But then they also provide like satisfying and complete explanations <laughs> for like events that were attributed to the malevolent forces, which means now the malevolent forces are." non-existent and they are simply magic yet to be explained by science right yep 100 percent um and tate wraps this uh like conversation with ben up by saying man i wish you were my dad things would have turned out different and i don't think that's true (laughs) um ben is um historically one of the worst fathers in the world uh right up there real up there and, and the thing that's so confusing about this is like Tate blowing smoke up Ben's ass about his therapy would be totally believable, except we have already seen how Tate does that. And he doesn't do it well because he's a shitty little teen. So, like, when he tries to, you know, fluff someone up or whatever, he just does it in a very obvious way where he can't help but line it with sarcasm, right? Like, that's been the whole thing he does. <laughs> that's he, he can't help but do that. And this is just very much, like, very earnest like, oh yeah, no thanks, man. It's been doing it's been helping me a lot. And it just doesn't line up at all. Um, so it's like unclear if we are supposed to believe Tate has had this dramatic transformation or if he is bullshitting. Um, I guess credit where credit's due. I think the problem is Evan Peters is like too good of an actor in this scene. Yeah. <laughs> and like the I, I think they were just like, Yeah, try and make it like you're trying to convince him that you actually mean it. But the problem is he's such a good actor, it just like comes off as it's a different character now. <laughs> yeah, he does a lot better of a job playing soft sad boy Tate than he does playing weird edgelord Tate for sure mm-hmm. like without question and he does a very good job of being weird soft sad boy Tate it's just a different character which is really confusing um yeah you know who hasn't been in the house in a minute Constance um she's here now though don't worry um <laughs> she just lets herself Whoa. in as she is get more as she's known to do <laughs> Sorry, I was just, I was relieved we get more of Constance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, I mean, I know we were all, we were all wondering when Constance would show up in the house again. I personally, I just assume Constance is always in the house, Mm -hmm. Um, more than the ghosts even. Uh, And she's like, hey, Moira, I got to see my son. I know I have literally never (laughs) asked to see my son since the show started, uh, but I, it's, it is imperative that I see my son. Um, yeah, Tate. the only mention, to be clear, that Constance has had of Tate in the past, other than telling Violet, Tate is my son, <laughs> was she like longingly was remembering her children and said, I did have the one perfect one, except he had, you know, X or Y problem mm-hmm. or whatever, and like longingly remembers him. And like that was very clearly supposed to be Tate, but the problem is none of her other actions yeah. add up to yeah. this. Uh, yeah. So she like goes and finds him. Um, Tate hates yeah. her. Um, doesn't want anything to do with her. Is like, hey, we found out in therapy. What's wrong with me? It's that I fucking hate my mom. And then, 
like metaphorically flips her off and does a kickflip on his skateboard out of the room. Um, mm. He doesn't do that, but it would be cooler if he did. Um, and then again, for the first time in the series, Constance demands to go see Bo in the attic, something else she's literally never done, even though she's always in the house. Um, I guess she's doing this because she thinks it might be the last time she gets to mm-hmm. see them. Um, then she goes downstairs uh, to talk to Moira in the kitchen. Um, even though we literally just had a scene where Constance finds out that Joe's Armenian, she calls him Persian for some fucking reason. Um, and they just keep adding. It's like a take it's, a shot every time this happens. It's like a very scenario. racist running gag. Like if you didn't care yeah. about people whatsoever, but in the American Horror Story, it show. feels like an inside, like a a really shitty inside joke that like the writers were in on that they're forcing us to witness for some reason. <laughs> um, Moira's like, no, he's not going to tear down the house. I sucked his peepee, and so now he's going to build me a swimming pool. And Constance says the very famous line that is very popular on TikTok of, there's not going to be a swimming pool, you stupid slut. (laughs) There's not even going to be a house, Mm -hmm. Um, which is a very famous quote from American Horror Story that is very popular on TikTok. Um, (laughs) Very small nitpick in this scene. Constance is just talking at Moira. Moira is not speaking, but it keeps cutting back to Moira's face and her cataract, uh, like fake cataract, contact lens has completely slipped off her eye no um, that symbolism and they didn't bother reshooting symbolism. it <laughs> yeah the because symbolism. she's um the she's mask. aligning with constance who shot her in the eye but now they're friends so it's like the wound's not even there it's healed anyway yeah, yeah sure oh the i didn't even catch the undertones then, there yep and then uh so con so basically yeah <laughs> they do have a fun line of why do they always lie constance why do they always lie which as Moira, I would have to think like, you know what? Maybe I should get a second source and vet before I inherently trust the person who hates me <laughs> more than anyone else on this planet who quite literally said to me earlier today, I think it would be cool if your bones were hidden for all eternity <laughs> and you had to work forever. I think that'd so, be sick. Um, just taking everything she tells her at face value. It's just like, yeah, okay. Moira, um, invites, Moira yeah. invites Joe to the house for another BJ, except how? Because she's a ghost, you ask? Anyway, so <laughs> Joe's there, <laughs> and uh, he's like, I could go for a blowjob. Are, are the people who own the house home? And she's like, yep, they're upstairs sleeping. Why don't we go somewhere quiet? I, I, I do love that for whatever reason, this feels like the most unneeded thing. Like, look. Young Moira is very attractive. I believe that intercourse with her would be a good time. You don't need to, like, tell me point right. blank. You don't need to have the character be like, holy shit, best blowjob I've ever had. That thing you did with your tongue was fucking crazy. Because that's basically what Joe mm-hmm. does on, like, the whole walk down. He's like, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. That was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why we needed this whole conversation as it goes down. And she, like, sits him down in the middle of a chair in the middle of an empty room in in the basement. And it is the most enjoying a nice beer chair possible. <laughs> like, it is a chair with 15 feet of empty space on any side of it. I would be like... Is this like a Guantanamo themed blowjob? What is this? Like it is perhaps the least sexy thing possible. Um, 
So he sits down, she gets to work, and then she uh, bites his dick off. Um, he yells very loudly. Then Larry runs up behind and uh, suffocates him with a plastic bag. What? Um, <laughs> Constance and Moira uh, watch, and Constance um, Constance says, hey, make sure you move that little shithead off the property before he dies. I don't want his ghost in here. Also says, I think I'm finally getting an appreciation for that talent of yours, Moira, which is like... What? <laughs> she's a beautiful the sloppy own. BJ ghost. Yeah, yeah. She's like, you know what? I think I'm finally getting into you as a beach ghost, <laughs> which is like a weird thing to say. I never believed in oral until yeah. now. Anyway. I'm turning around on it. Yeah, you've shown me the flexibility of oral sex. Thank you, Moira. <laughs> Poor Larry. Oh anyway, my God. No, um, but yeah. Oh. Um, so then upstairs, Violet's looking at the picture of the Montgomerys and Vivian saying, "Like, hey, how's everything, Violet?" Oh yeah. By the way, just to be clear, before we move on from that, this is now another murder that is directly associated with this house. Because if this man was a realty mogul, as he claims to be. There would almost certainly be a record of all the places he had planned on visiting and done research on, so on and so forth, Actually, and the deals that were possibly yeah. being made. So there'd be a 0.0% chance they wouldn't be like, huh, he visited Murder <laughs> House. Maybe we should go <laughs> see what's up. <laughs> and somehow also he doesn't die when Larry suffocates him and Larry takes him off the property. Why did Larry need to in be involved time, in, I guess because uh, of that reason. Like, we can't get Infantata to kill him because Infantata will just like, leave him no. on the property and we don't want that, which is like... Yeah. Gosh. Infantata is notoriously bad at taking commands. Um, now we need the um, the last uh, Chekhov's gun to pay off, which is the photo of the Montgomerys. Um, like Slobie said, Violet is looking at the photo and Vivian comes in. Um, they have a weird nothing conversation about how vivian met ben that means nothing um all you need to know she is just, that violet asks, like how how did you know you loved ben when you first saw him and she's just like i don't know he was kind of hot i guess <laughs> yeah he was he was cool i guess um and then vivian sees like her looking at the photo and she's like oh what is that and Violet's like, oh, it's a picture of the old house. And she has like a bunch of the old photos like spread out across her bed. And then Vivian sees Nora in one of the photos. And Vivi or uh, Violet's like, oh, yeah, that's Nora, the wife of the guy who lived here. Um, and that's them with their kid. And then Vivian realizes that that's the lady who came to the house before. Ooh. Also, apologies, but I, I I didn't realize that this, uh, the thing I'm about to mention was in an earlier Violet conversation. Um, when they ask Violet about why she's depressed, this might be the part where you said she was talking like a 35-year-old yes. lawyer. Um they mentioned like it, you know she's they're like oh are you depressed and she's like i finally i finally we moved into a house i liked and now you're selling it and i was just thinking to myself like thinking back to all the times i had moved as a kid um i can't think of any time i was like oh how dare you leave this house papa <laughs> mama how dare you leave how dare you leave this abode 
Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm weird, but I, I, I don't think I could ever get attached to a property as a teen. Like, as a teen, I wanted to leave and go as far away as I could at all times, no matter where I, I was. <laughs> like, I, I just, it's I so weird. Too. She's having a terrible time at school. You know what I mean? She has one friend who was her freaking bully, who then she, like, pretty much, like, slashed her face accidentally with her. But it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work. It, it just. She's dating a ghost. <laughs> a school shooter <laughs> like, ghost. I, uh, yeah, like, it. Uh, Violet having this weird vested, they were like, well, it's because it's how she likes, because she's a weird kid. Yeah. But then that stops yeah. working, because, like, she doesn't, she shouldn't like it anymore. Like, sure, she was a weird kid into, like, horror stuff. Absolutely. That tracks as not getting in the door thing. But I feel like that has been outweighed at this point by all of the negatives like, of yeah you, the, the lydia from beetlejuice thing you know only goes so far just in case you thought viral was an original character by the way um you know yeah not even yeah. a little bit but but that's the end of the episode now vivian um knows she saw a ghost ooh, ooh, ooh. like geez took you long enough uh, too but whatever it's fine and now yeah, half right? the cast is a new character um so that's where we are currently <sighs> Crisis averted. Joe's not going to buy the house because he got his dick bitten off. Good thing we have resolved that plot thread that we introduced today. I, God damn it. I didn't even think about it. They did that piggy piggy shit again where they introduce <laughs> a character at the beginning of the episode and then just kill him. And there was no reason for the character to have been there to begin with. Fuck me. They did it again. They almost got it past me. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for keeping my eyes focused. I would have missed the ah, Oh, I can't believe they did it again. Bamboozled oh. again. The American Horror Story Show. Listen, when they said the show was an anthology, they fucking meant it. God, what was the name of that guy in Roanoke who just showed up and was like, oh, hey, it's me, and then was dead within, like, 20 minutes? Let's say Larry. God. <laughs> no, Dylan. Yeah, Dylan, yeah. Yeah, and Larry. Say, say, say goodbye. Hi. Hey, everybody. Meet Dylan. Say goodbye to Dylan. Little did I know this was a um, habit they started in season one. <laughs> yeah. It will continue through the other seasons, yeah. I regret meet, meet to inform season, you. the new season, same as the old season, until things get really wild around five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> but. well that's well, uh the end of that that is yeah till next time everybody um thanks for listening um if you aren't already check out the uh patreon we've got some bonus episodes up there i think three three at this three, point yeah. and probably recording a fourth yep. soon yeah uh so look forward to that it's american horror stories which are it's a spin-off of this show that's somehow worse yeah it's incredible honestly um, and what's the what's the URL for the Patreon? Off the top uh, is patreon.com slash. I think it's great and terrible AHS. Let me double check real fast. It is yeah, great and terrible AHS. Beautiful, yeah. So definitely check that out. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, everyone. Bye. Bye.